tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. I want you for breakfast. The munchies are here. And they want you for lunch. No one kills more tropical fish and live. And they want you for dinner. Nothing human can be this hungry. <laughs> Munchies, rated PG. He didn't listen to you. I told you both that I fell asleep during the movie. I think that's more of you probably just saying it in your your dreams and you no, think that you said it, it to us? No, it happened. No, it yeah, didn't. If neither I one of us heard it, then I, I don't think it that's did. because you're the same. <laughs> I, I did hear him say it, though, but I thought he was just saying it because the movie's so boring that he, like, you know, falling asleep, <laughs> like, sarcastic. Well, we are talking about Munchies from 1987. Oh, Jesus. And this was one of the movies that I picked, and I remember as a kid loving this movie. No. <laughs> no. I could totally see that. I don't know why. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I have I have gone back and and watched this, and this does not hold up, man. Hand puppets, yeah, puppets. hand puppets, like literally with the arm just off the screen, like just barely, just you barely. Can totally tell. Just lifeless, like those those fingers and those hands weren't working as they should. Basically, you have the success of the Gremlins, and then the success of Critters. They're like, well, we need something that's not as kiddy as Gremlins and not as scary as Critters. So let's put right dab in the middle and make a shitty movie. (laughs) But they knew full well that they were making a shitty movie. But you know, like, okay, so, I, I mean, obviously the biggest star at the time who's in this movie is Harvey Corman. Right. He plays dual parts. He plays yes. the twin brothers of of uh, <laughs> Professor Waterman and uh, Asshole Waterman. I don't remember yeah. what his first name was. Yeah. Or Clint or Cletus, something like that. But Cecil. Cecil there wow. you go. We Cecil. Were not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, coming off of. Mel Brooks's movies like Blazing Saddles and History of the World Part One, and uh, you know the Carol Burnett Show, which was huge back in the day. True. He makes this movie, <laughs> and it's pretty bad. <laughs> kills his career. He never I, works again. I, you know what? I, that could be true. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. I'm just throwing out. <laughs> Let's give a description. What Wikipedia's plot summary for this movie? Marches. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Whoever did that. <laughs> the, prote- the protagonist, space archaeologist Simon Waterman, discovers a fossilized space munchie. Archaeologist. Space archaeologist. All right, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> space archaeologist Simon Waterman discovers a fossilized munchie, air quote, in a cave in Peru. Bringing the specimen back to the United States... Breaking all kinds of custom laws. <laughs> it's okay. There's no security in 1987. None, yeah, none whatsoever. Uh, Waterman's son and girlfriend accidentally reanimate it and name it Arnold. Uh, that's not true. It was no. already animated. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a fossil yet. No. Well, whoever did this mis- made mistakes. Or 
That was the original script. That could have been the original script. Or they fell asleep. Or they fell asleep. Uh, or someone told them what the movie was about. And they, hey, they're, they're pretty goddamn close either way. Cecil Waterman, Simon's evil twin brother and snack food entrepreneur, kidnaps Arnold while Cindy and Paul are making out. Evil or just sleazy? I think he's more sleazy. But, you know, some people can't tell the difference. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at... I mean, it's about half of the bad guys in Captain Planet are just sleazy. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, they had a dude with the power of heart on their team. <laughs> like, that guy got fucked over. <laughs> he was like, I feel shit. I guess that's true. I mean, yeah. You, when, when, when your teammate can sit there and... Throw burst of fireballs at, at, at bad guys. <laughs> you feeling something's pretty bad. Uh, feeling a whole lot of inadequacy. <laughs> feeling really left out here. <laughs> when Arnold is hurt by his kidnappers, it becomes aggressive and attacks Cecil's adopted son. Attempting to kill Arnold, they chop him into quarters. But instead of dying, Arnold multiplies into four new munchies. The quartet of creatures develop a love of women, beer, attacking people, and junk food in the process. See, I didn't understand that because he only cut him three times or two in times. Half. Yeah. Well, see. Uh, so th- how did they get four out of? It, it, was, it was a few times. He does bring the knife down a few times, but it, it doesn't. It, it looks to me, it only looks like three, and then all of a sudden four pop up. I literally only saw him cut him in half, <laughs> but and then but then again, when the later on when the the big uh, press thing falls on him, they t- they turn into four also. So I don't really think it matters how many times you cut him in half. Right, they always become four. Wow, <laughs> fair enough. That can happen. It's a pretty effective system. It's, it really is. <laughs> Man, those Maya. Peru. What? Yeah. What native people were in Peru? I don't know. I can never. I think it was. I think they. He says Incan in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, there was a. um, uh, uh, You know, it's funny that they. Not only does the body multiply, but their clothes also multiply. Yeah, the munchies are both. You know, different clothes though. (laughs) Yeah, for their unique individuality. Oh, true. Well, you know, some of that stuff was was dudes. Even his his adopted mother says it that they stole dude stuff. Oh yeah, in the movie. Yeah, but. Dude's clothes would have been way too big. That doesn't make sense. Maybe he had troll doll None collection. Of this movie makes <laughs> any sense. Well, when you're five, it makes all kinds of sense. I will have to believe you on that. Um, so Cecil Waterman basically owns this whole town. Right. He owns. Him and his brother own the land that the subdivision is built on. But I mean, this town basically consists of. Like two subdivisions. I think it only consists of one subdivision. Commercial. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, do we do we decide where this is supposed to be? Is it like California? Was it it's like, Arizona? I thought it was like bordering California and Nevada. I could see that. Deal. Like, 
What was the over there where nothing is? <laughs> what was the 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 teacher that the that uh, Simon Watterson wanted to go talk to? Who was an expert? Was he? A, he was a professor at uh, was it UCLA or um, the one that would that would know exactly what this uh, creature from another planet would be? Yeah, yeah, something. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it being it, he. That version of of Harvey Corman, si- Simon Waterson, Waterman, ends up leaving. The space archaeologist. The space archaeologist. <laughs> Would have just thought he was a normal archaeologist. <laughs> no. no. Space. Look, if you can sell to the university that you're something very Dude, unique. Right? <laughs> like, more power to you. What we found out about that dude that is like the top demonologist or whatever. That's this shit. true. <laughs> like, fucking, that guy's amazing. He's my fucking hero. Oh, no, no. I'm a space archaeologist. I, I, uh,. That's I look up artifacts now. that I belong from space. What I want to yeah. be when I grow up, well, there you space go. archaeologist. There you go. Or I'll just make something else, something <laughs> yeah. archaeologist, space, or I'll just space cowboy. Go back to my original plan of being the pretender. Then I can be whatever I want every day. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, the greatest show. The pretender ever actually made. knew things, though. I know things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is directed by Tina Hirsch, who's really just a sock puppet. Who, which could be very true. What I found really, really awesome is that she was actually the editor of Gremlins. Really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so she had experience with puppets. I mean, it's literally 1984 is when Gremlins came out. So the success of that, they were like, we need to make another one of these, but not call it Gremlins. Find someone involved in that project. Uh, well, everybody else is making part two to that movie. What about the editor? Okay, we can use her. <laughs> uh, yeah, editor. She looks like she's edited a lot of movies. I haven't seen mm. either of those movies. You've never seen the Gremlins or Gremlins Two? No, me neither. Or Critters. <laughs> well, I know you wouldn't like Critters. Actually, you might like Critters. I don't know. Fair enough. But Gremlins is Gremlins is a, is a staple. That's it's. That's what I hear. Pretty pretty <laughs> I just awesome. Haven't gotten around yeah. to watching it. Uh, other than this movie, the only other directed movie she do, she did was a documentary in 2013 called Four Decades Later, which is interesting because she was born in 1943, so that puts her at 80 years old, directing yeah. a movie, directing wow. a documentary. It's pretty crazy. And that was so long ago from from um, Munchies. Yes. So, but wow. she has edited more movies since then. That's true. So she, that might be more of her strong suit. Just saying. Yeah. So, but this this is interesting. This is four decades later. It says four deca- decades later is a road movie about fourteen American humanitarians who travel to Vietnam to provide free eye care and distribute donated prescription eyeglasses to people in the remote countryside. In the process, they they must confront the tragedy and the ghosts of the Vietnam War. Holy shit! Epic <laughs> Ghostbusters Vietnam. No, awesome. <laughs> not, I want to watch this. That was it. 
This is a documentary? <laughs> yes, it's a documentary. About the Ghostbusters in Vietnam. <laughs> Weren't you listening? But look at some of these other movies that she, she edited. I mean, she did Gremlins. She did The Explorers. She did Delirious. Captain Ron. I haven't seen... Oh, I like Captain Ron. <laughs> I haven't seen Explorers, though. I you would really about. like that movie. That's what I keep hearing. Twilight Zone, the movie, Airplane 2, the sequel. Ah, that's Mm. a great movie. (laughs) Death Race 2000. Nice. Actually, that movie's kind of crappy, too, but. Yeah, but it it got Death Race. Okay, well, it did, yeah, and it did eventually get his Death Race. But, interesting, Death Race 2000 is famous for being a Roger Corman movie, which this is also a Roger Corman movie. Uh, Famous producer. makes bad movies. It's true. He's a famous. Producer that has made terrible movies. However, he's he's also the first one, the first person to make a Fantastic Four movie. It's the one that never made it to the '90s TV movie. The one that never made it to to be seen. That's really bad too. (laughs) It is really bad. They just use like horrible uh, effects in all of his movies. Like that's. That's his thing. He just it is. Terrible effects. It's true. It's true. It's it's like, it's gonna, shoestring, very budget like this effects. Sleeve over this mm-hmm. broom handle, and it'll be a stretching arm. He's like well known for being the like king of B movies. Like it's a thing. Man, this is very true. I could probably get some like random third grader to make a movie just as good. As his movies, I don't. That's a little harsh, but probably. <laughs> uh, now we can't blame all of it on uh, Roger Corman and Tina Hirsch. There's also a writer for this movie. His name is Lance Smith, and I don't think I've ever heard a more made-up name in my life. I actually went to school with a Lance Smith. I still believe that guy. That his name's made up too. He's in witness <laughs> protection. Fair enough. <laughs> Very well, might have been. Let's see. Other writing uh, gigs for Mr. Lance Smith are uh, 1999 Facade. Facade? Is, it, is, it, is there an S in Facade? No. It's just how it... I don't know what... Um, it's, originality. Origin, it's originality. like French. Well, fine. Usually it's got a little like... Then I'm the ignorant schmuck. It's fa- Facade. Yes. Uh, 1997 Love Shack, 1994 The Crew, 1990 Bar- Barbarian Queen 2, The Empress Strikes Back. Yeah. What? <laughs> 1989 <laughs> Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2, and then 1987 Munchies. Oh, we're watching all of those. <laughs> <laughs> we have we Wizards have... of the Lost Kingdom and Barbarian Queen. Right. Let's fucking do that. And there's sequels to there, both of those? No, no, those, those are, are the sequels. So no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. And again, Barbarian Queen 2, it's uncredited, but it says it's produced by Roger Corman. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Who is it that's in that? It looks like, uh, looks like Michelle Nichols, but I don't think that's who that is. Mm, no one that I recognize. All right. <laughs> Roger Corman again for Wizard uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom 2. And it looks like uh, Wizard of Oz. 
Going to their city. Nice. Great. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah. Oh, he also directed Love Shack. Whatever that is in 1997. A romantic comedy that concerns a summer of adjustment as two young people who have been dating for three years suddenly become stepbrother and stepsister when, they, when they're divorced parents. Uh, marry each other and force the two to live under the same roof. <laughs> Wincest. <laughs> Everybody just having sex together. Weird. I still say it's a fake name. Anyways. Oh man, if those two got married, then, like, their mom and dad would be their <laughs> father and mother in law. As well. As well. <laughs> Would they, like, get the genetic, like, uh, abnormalities, like, retrograded? <laughs> I don't think that's how science works, but... Well, yes. I mean, like, could I kidnap them and, like, give them extra fingers and <laughs> and take away an eye? I'm sure you could. Oh, I'm sure God. there's, like, <laughs> movies like that. I bet there are. Isn't that pretty much what the hills have eyes? <laughs> Yeah, but those are all actually come from the the DNA and the fact ah, that they semantics. Like, okay. <laughs> I think I, I think we're coming wrong a little bit more on uh, human centipede area from what Probably. I'm talking about. <laughs> Island of Doctor Moreau. There you go. So, so uh, animals. we we talked about Harvey Corman. Uh, the next star of this movie would probably be his son, Paul Waterman, played by Charlie Stratton. Like, he looked very familiar to me, but I could not place anything that I, I would have seen him in. Right. Acting-wise, it looks like he's done a lot of just TV shows. Uh, the TV version of Dirty Dancing, L.A. Law, 21 Jump Street, uh, Summer Camp Nightmare, Matlock. <laughs> Summer Camp Nightmare yeah. is a TV show. Yeah, that was in... Um, 1987. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was a movie. That was oh. a 1987 movie called uh, Summer Camp Nightmare. He played Franklin Riley. Oh man, where that one camp counselor is a dude. No, that's Sleepaway Camp. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Close enough. There you go. Um, and so his act, his acting career stops stops in 1995. Uh, he does have a directing career that's still going. Chasing Life. He directed an episode of Chasing Life in 2015. The Fosters in 2015, In Secret in 2013, Revenge in 2013. It's uh, the only one I've heard of so far. Well, The Fosters is, is one on, on that ABC Family channel. Yeah. Okay. Now Freeform. Hey. Oh, yeah, they did change <laughs> their that's, name. That's right, because it's not really a family channel with all their risque programming they have now with Dirty Little Liars. and. That's True, all family. But now it's... How do you think families are made? Okay, but I'm just saying that's not that's why they changed it. <laughs> Apparently, in 2008, he directed five episodes of a show called Faux Baby. Never heard of that. Cool. This is a fake baby, <laughs> just like Lance Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it looks like he's uh, he's he's gotten more work behind the camera now instead of in front of the camera. Because of this movie, well, I, I, I can't say <laughs> that because he had a, kills he had he had movies after this movie. Nah, I don't think he did. Uh, he did I said all the way up to 1995. <laughs> yeah, they 
he he did those movies first. Oh. And then he did this movie, and those were just released yeah. afterwards. I don't think that's what happened. Piggybacking mm. on that's, the success of... Of Monday Night was the girlfriend, Cindy. Nadine Vanderveld. Yes. And uh, I'm trying to remember what it... What it is that I eventually found out that I remember her from. Um, oh, she was the girl in Critters. She was the sister in Critters. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny because in 1986 she makes Critters. 1987 she makes Munchies. Nice. And people, are, she's probably going to be like, "What is wrong with my agent?" <laughs> <laughs> this movie's just a hammy down. <laughs> exposes it as a hand-me-down. Um, she had a few credits before Critters. Um, Moving Violations. Uh, Silver Spoons. Days of Our Lives. And then she also had a few credits after Munchies. Uh, we got Shadow Dancing, Alfred Hitchcock's Presents, After Midnight, Jag, and Kung Fu The Legend Continues. I used to watch that. Nice. <laughs> Uh oh, but she's also but now she's she's more of a writer for kids shows. Like uh The Fresh Beat Band and Miss Spider's Sunday Patch Friends. Yes. <laughs> I actually heard of that one. And William Joyce's Roly Polioli, the baby bot chase. Oh man. Roly Polioli. <laughs> damn it. Donkey Kong Country. Oh. Yes. I used to watch that. Yeah. She's a writer on that show from nineteen ninety seven to nineteen ninety eight. Bad ass. I enjoyed the hell out of that show. There you go. Um, some what of the other people... The legend that it was continuing from? Kung Fu. So you had the original show in the 1960s with uh, with um, the dude that hung himself. Auto route asphyxiation. David Carradine, yes. So it's the original show... And then... Wait, so David Carradine wasn't in The Legend Continues? He was. So so confused. You know, David Carradine really didn't have much of a big career other than Kung Fu and Death Race 2000. So in the 19- nineteen Death Race was David Carradine. I thought it was his brother Lizzie McGuire's dad. Robert Carradine? No, he's on, he's Revenge of the Nerds. Right. <laughs> no, Death Race 2000 was David Carradine. That's crazy. As Frankenstein. All right. So. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> You're blowing my mind. Right That's now. why, actually, in a death Ra- in the death race with Jason Statham, the original Frankenstein in that movie is David Carradine. He's just wearing a mask. You don't see him. Wasn't he dead by that point? Well, right. The oh no 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 the actor. Yeah. No, he hadn't died yet. Had to have been like really close. <laughs> it wasn't too much further <laughs> after that. Yes, but after, yeah. What? So the hell? so uh, David Carradine's you know big role was playing Kane the. The white Shaolin monk that travels uh, travels around America looking for his lost brother, and in the 1990s version, he is basically in Chinatown, L.A., uh, and his son is an L.A. cop, and he is now trying to reconnect with his son, and uh, you know, and meanwhile helping people with his kung fu. <laughs> Brought the show back and gave it a subtitle. Yes. And the funny thing is, is that the son, the one that plays Kane's son or David Carradine's son, uh-huh. is the guy who 
also did the voice of Gambit in the 90s X-Men TV show. What? X-Men cartoon, yep. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he... It was the same guy that played Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat movie. But they might be two different guys. I think they're two different guys. Fair enough. I do have the internet in front of me, but I'm not going to check it. Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the 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 guy who owns the the ice cream shop in the in the in the movie uh, is also a famous person. I mean, he I think he goes on to be uh, uh, more famous. Um, you would know him best because he is the holographic doctor in one of the Star Trek shows. Holy, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Robert no Picardo. Way. Yeah, Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, he's the the doctor. The, the that he's is hologram. the same guy. Same guy, the one that keeps getting bit in the they shoulder. Look completely different. Well, he I has hair you. and he has a mustache, but it is the same guy. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> what? Um. Now the lady. Also, who, I absolutely would not believe that Clark Kent is Superman. In fact, because <laughs> so sunglasses, because glasses. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But a mustache and no hair, and you, you didn't even notice it was the same guy. Did he have a mustache? In this, he has a mustache. I don't remember a mustache. <laughs> so the wife also. Uh, has been in a few things, and she, I remembered her right away because she's from The Burbs with Tom Hanks. That's a great movie. Haven't seen it. Nope. Wow. The both of you. Wow. Forrest Gump? No. Before, for, before Forrest Gump. Thomas, Tom Hanks. Thomas Hanks. Thomas, Thomas Hanks. Using the, his him. Christian name. <laughs> That's right. We were, you know, we were great friends. Sleepless uh, in Seattle? It, right. He had a career before Forrest Gump. Yeah, Sleepless in Seattle. And Big, and Burbs, and Punchline. Not Burbs. (laughs) Philadelphia. Nothing in Common, The Man with One Red Shoe. You're just making up movies now. I don't appreciate this. (laughs) Splash. Oh, yeah. That's that's a real movie. I've seen that one. That's pretty good. It is a good movie. Um, they've had a theatrical version of it on in Las Vegas forever. Really, of Splash? Yes. Never heard that before. Fair enough. Does did you go see it? No, you I just, just knew that. Always it existed? remember seeing the sign <laughs> since I first went to Las Vegas. Like I'm sure that if I went now, it would still be there. Now I think find this to be the funniest. The guy who played Dude in the movie. He's probably got the the most credits under his name for acting, 40, like forty seven credits, and he nice. just made a movie in two thousand sixteen called No Name Maddox, along with Aceto on the Mound, Harvest, Well Wishes, The Squeeze. He was in the Longest Ride that just came out with Scott Eastwood in oh. it. Uh, <laughs> the Devil's Hands, Homeland. He was on an episode of Homeland. My goodness. Way to go, dude. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, he's, I guess, playing a stoner California dude named Dude is a place to start. Clearly. It literally is his place to start. 1987, first movie, Munchies. Follows it up with Full Metal Jacket plays Doc J. Full Metal Jacket. Like, like one of the only fucking war movies that I actually like to watch. 
because it's a great movie. It is a great movie, and it's also one of the only uh, Kubrick movies I like to watch. Yeah, I forget that all the time. About me, or about yes. that's a Kubrick movie? No. Because you like Kubrick movies so yes. much? Cool. Like, other than that, what do you like? <laughs> AI? Rear Window, AI, yeah. <laughs> Rear Window is great. Vertigo? No, no you're thinking Hitchcock. Google, that is Hitchcock. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Is Rear Window Hitchcock also? I, yeah. I confuse the two so many. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like 2001, Clockwork Orange. Man, but see, in my head, like, fucking... You're giving him a much better career yeah. than he deserves. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I like, mean... I would just intertwine interchange the two Kubrick and Hitchcock and they had amazing careers <laughs> like the well, greatest careers ever I would say that they had a great career without that happening yeah but I mean it's even better the way I was thinking of it. <laughs> um okay so I mean yeah there's plenty of people in this movie uh I even think that this the deputy like Eddie I think his name was Eddie yes goes goes on to do some stuff uh, Big Ed, I know, does go on to do some things. These, I mean, this literally is a movie made with character actors. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, there are no real main stars. They're, everybody's a character actor. They just happens to be a character actor in the lead role. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's uh, that that was pretty cool. Um, I was expecting like you know Stephen Tobolowsky to just show up at some point and uh, uh, just Ned. Ned Ryerson? <laughs> no. Groundhog's Day? Cool. All right. So. <laughs> I got it. That's a great movie. I'm right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. IMDb has it at 3.8 out of 10, rated by its fans, or its users, I should say. Uh, Seems a little high. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has it at 24% for audience score. It's definitely. <laughs> it's just those few people that are like it's great because it's so bad no see I hate it when people do that I mean there are things that are good because they're bad True, but this is not one of them I mean in a way it kind of is I mean because there's all that shit like where they're making obvious nods to gremlins it's not nods it's as like, much as slaps in the face. Yeah, true. <laughs> Slapping themselves. Like like the, the license plate you pointed out. Yeah. It says Gizmo. There's there's posters of gremlins everywhere. Yeah. They go to the movie store and I'm pretty sure there's a, a big stand-up of a, a gremlin somewhere. Most of their casting crew is from gremlins. <laughs> like, I mean, this is... I mean, they kind of went that way with Gremlins 2. Like, Gremlins 2 is a much more uh, comedy than it is a horror. Like, the first one's supposed to be a horror. The second one becomes a lot more of a comedy. And then the, the creatures that come out of of uh, Gizmo are, have more personalities. So it's... Or individual personalities. So which is... You kind of could be like, well, they kind of got that from Munchies. Like, each one of them has... Oh, which is something I wanted to get to. So... Uh, the voices of of the different munchies. Yes. We, uh, what did I say? I it was, recognize some of those names. I think it was two two people at the most that yes. had that did most of the, the the voices of the six different 
uh, munchies. And it was, bear with me, people. <laughs> Frank Welker and Fred Newman. Yes. So Frank Welker, as a lot of people would know, went on to do a lot of the voices on Transformers. Right. And the real Ghostbusters and Aladdin, the Smurfs, Gar- Garfield, Scooby-Doo. You know, Frank Welker is a big name in, in voice acting. Uh, Fred Newman, on the other hand, I didn't recognize... Uh, but we look him up, and he is in Lomax, The Hound of Music. Great, great performances, Saturday Night Live. Uh, the very wonky Christmas, Grand Theft Auto 2. Disney's Doug, Doug the first movie. There you go. There He's you. Skeeter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Men in Black, Aliens in the Family, The Puzzle Place, Doug. The all-new Mickey Mouse Club, Reading Rainbow, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was stupid. Oh. <laughs> the character's name is stupid. I don't remember any character named stupid. I don't either. It might have been one of the the weasels, or was was it were they weasels? What were the things that kept oh, laughing? Oh yeah, yeah the there weasels. were weasels. Okay, yeah. Uh, Bright lights, big city, explorers, gremlins. Wow, explorers yeah. also. Yep. I need to watch this movie. The aliens. The aliens had to have voice actors, I assume. So spoilers. It's, you know what the movie's about, <laughs> don't you? I know that they go to space. They build a spaceship. I didn't know they meet aliens. So the the uh, the trivia for this movie has Arnold's voices sound like Gizmo the Mogwai. Other munchies sound like Cheech Mar- Cheech Marine. Dr. Claw, Pepe Le Pew, and Dumb Donald. I don't know what Dumb Donald is. I don't either. Uh, and then director Tina Hirsch edited the, the very similar Gremlins, 1984. That's where I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a, a little bit of tw- trivia that other people have uh, put up on, on uh, IMDb. Um, if any of you, because on the recommended from IMDb, it's, it has critters. But it also has ghoulies. I was looking at that. Have you ever watched ghoulies? No, but it reminds me with the tagline. It reminds me of a nightmare I once had. <laughs> well, like okay, so I'll just tell you oh this. Oh my fucking god! And I'll probably, and I'll probably, I'll, I, I imagine there's a lot of other people that have this fear if they watch this as a child, <laughs> going to the bathroom after watching this movie, <laughs> because one of the it even has it on the cover box and the poster. One of them like. Literally eats your eat kills you by eating <laughs> you through your ass when you go down to take a shit. I there's, had a nightmare for it. <laughs> there's like one episode of the the X Files where like a rat does that. Oh, and it's like the only X Files that I've ever seen. And I was like, nope, done. <laughs> Show isn't for me. So I, I saw I, that when I was like six <laughs> or some shit. I was like, eh, no, not watching this. <laughs> Uh, once again, Ghoulies is a lot more of those, those like it's it's terrible looking puppets and stuff. Um, I'm more interested in this one. <laughs> they look better than the Munchies. Well, it's more it's more of a horror movie than it is a comedy like Munchies is. So there's that. But um, huh? There's uh, uh, I do remember. I think one of the sequels they go. It's like the Ghoulies. It might be four. I think Ghoulies Four, and they go up like they go up against a circus, and all this, the the circus people have to fight off the Ghoulies. So, 
That's the one I like remember the most. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but do they go to space? You know what? I don't think they made it far enough in their sequels to <laughs> they, go to space. They go to college. By they four? do go to college. <laughs> Let's see right here. By number four, they didn't make it to space. That's ridiculous. You know, I mean, Danny Trejo made it to space in in the in the end of the second. You know. Uh, Machete, so oh, there's no God. reason you they they shouldn't have gone to space. I agree. They probably wanted to separate themselves from critters because that 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 starts off in space. Fair enough. Okay, I guess. I don't know. You need to watch critters. Okay, critters is amazing. Well, let's watch it for this podcast. Everybody, write in and tell Chris to watch critters by himself, alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just think they're. Uh, What's its name from Dark Crystal? <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen yeah. Dark Crystal the one time just because you made me watch it. Yeah, Can't same remember. here. <laughs> God damn it, you two are the same. It's ridiculous <laughs> and awesome at the same time. Uh, oh, so you were right on part of it. So he is the voice of Gambit. Yes. But he wasn't the guy that plays Johnny Cage. Correct. Okay. Anything else? No. Oh. I'm just glad that you were right there with me. <laughs> you knew what I was talking about. I, I knew. Right away. <laughs> now, some of the other customers that have bought this movie on Amazon also bought the Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a bunch of those cards when I was little. <laughs> like, I had a, a full case of them. Like, of the booster wow. packs. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have to find that movie and watch it for uh, Gems at one point, because I, I can only imagine it doesn't hold up at all. I, yeah, I <laughs> that it does. I never... I actually hated those cards. Oh, why wouldn't you? I mean, they're stupid. Like, I kind of liked the character designs, but they were just grotesque. It was grotesque and, and didn't enjoy them. I mean, it's all puns. It's literally yeah, puns after true. puns. So I enjoyed that part. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> puns are the gold standard of comedy. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Not at all. That doesn't mean that they're the most valuable. There's stuff more valuable than gold. It just <laughs> that's the starting point for value. I, I get what you're saying. Do you? I'm know? still saying no. So. uh... I think you know, we just go on. Let's let's see what some five star reviews of this movie have to say. Yes. Okay. I think be hard pressed yeah. to find. No, any. there's sixty eight percent is, is five star reviews. <laughs> movie arrived on time. Package. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Package in pristine condition. So here you go. Uh, five stars by Sean M. Pernat. The Gremlins have nothing on the Munchies. Really? <laughs> you can tell. That this movie would find itself at home on the Sci-Fi Channel as it is a lower grade movie with actors and acting. However, this movie holds its own by drawing you in with its increasing increasing yet corny story. No. Somehow, a tiny living alien, living alien nicknamed a Munchie is discovered in an Incan tomb and brought back to the United States to prove the existence of alien influence on the Incan ac- architecture and culture. Apparently, this munchie is a very quick learner and picks up on speaking other languages very well, on top of developing a very perverted personality 
when exposed to his very first Playboy. I don't want to spoil the movie, but like the Gremlins, the Munchies can replicate by cutting them in half, and unlike the Gremlins, the Munchies cannot be killed. You will have to what you will have to watch this movie to see how the hysterical story develops and concludes. I watched this movie as a child, and only now do I understand some of the things that I that I thought that I was obviously that I was oblivious to back then. It is my own personal cult classic. Rife mm. with inaccuracies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can be killed. They can be killed. Uh, you know, uh, with the fire of the gods. And Arnold, much like Gremlins, was the good one. He didn't go around fucking everything up. Until I mean, he kind of did. He did once, once the <laughs> other ones came along, so he felt the peer, peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Gizmo. <laughs> Just well, Gizmo was always going to be, he always was the one that has to fight back. Thus you get the, your little Rambo scene where he puts the bandana around. Oh, you haven't watched Gremlins? I haven't seen it. <laughs> why, are you, why, why are you arguing this? Because <laughs> I can. Uh, five stars. By another Sean. Munchie's very old movie. This movie, I thought, was so funny, so I so I had to get it. I seen this movie when, when I was a kid. That's it. That's his whole review. Well, yeah. there you go. Yep, I saw this one. This is, in fact, the movie that I saw as I was a child. Five stars. Here's the one for you. Five stars. Five stars. Dirty Perry. Fast delivery and very funny movie. That's it. <laughs> That's his whole review. Wow. Fast delivery. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm guessing he got the movie fast. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Is that a delivery like, <laughs> just, like the plot? Like, yeah. Like, no, nope. I'm, 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 getting, I'm betting it's more of a... Uh, that makes a lot came more in the sense mail than quickly. what I was thinking. <laughs> so, fair enough. Uh, well, but we can do some two-star reviews. Just to see what they have. We have... Um, was it four uh, percent of the reviews are two stars? So two. Uh, why was I so entertained by this movie when I was a kid? Lisa Brennan. I AKA I was a Mitch. huh. AKA Mitch. <laughs> Lisa Brennan is my other name. Uh, <laughs> I was a reasonably bright child. Graduated high school. Graduated college. I have served. <laughs> I have I have several MAs now. Humble brag. Not sure why I love the Gremlins knockoff so much as a 12-year-old. Maybe it was the generic Southwest theme or the big-ass pink house. Not sure why my parents let me watch it in the first place other than they just didn't care. That's her whole review. It's a weird Southwest theme. What fucking movie was she watching? It's all, like, desert. It's in the Southwest. So there you go. has nothing to do with the Cecil's theme. like wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> also, her watching a movie doesn't has no like repercussions of her like ever having four MAs or not. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it proves that she was. I don't know. And she's going. To the, she said. I'm guessing she's thinking that only dumb people would like this movie. <laughs> so thus, she's the exception. <laughs> Uh, Munchies two star by Brody Manson. I mean, she gave it two stars, so I mean, she's kind of dumb. She's, uh, she didn't just give she's it shit up on one to. star. <laughs> she's holding on. She's holding on. 
I was flipping through, looking for a movie to watch. Came across this and saw it had Harvey Corman in it. So I thought, why not? I didn't realize realize it at first, but when I was a kid, I remember Munchies being one of my favorite movies. I used to love Munchies. The kids in school were all talking about it and everything. <laughs> Watching it recently, I can't understand what made me like it so much. I understand why kids today might like it, so I guess I see what made me like it at the time. Munchies is a super cheesy movie. If you're a little kid, you might enjoy it. Or, if you're somebody that has kids, you might not enjoy it, but the but they probably will. I wouldn't even play this for my children. <laughs> so many contradictions. I couldn't follow his logic. And, uh, and that whole thing was one sentence. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, <it's> sweet. <laughs> even better. So... Holy That's crap. Uh, there. You have it. The two in, ends of the spectrum on uh, on munchies of why people liked it and why people didn't Wait, like it. Was that a two star as that, well? That was a two star. Are there no one stars? There are no this? one stars for what this movie. That's in right. The hell? <laughs> you need to go make a one star review. Fucking reviewing this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep during the climax of the film. Shows how fucking engaging this shit is. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if, if you fell asleep, did you realize that the fire of the gods meant lightning? Well, I saw them kill that one. Okay. I, I saw them kick the one into the TV, and it got electrocuted and died. It turned into a statue. Yes. I saw that, <laughs> okay. and then I fell asleep. So then you knew, okay, all will be resolved. <laughs> I was like, oh, they figured it out. Go to sleep. <laughs> Save Save vital functions. That was their one weakness. Cool. <laughs> Lightning. Um, so they they really didn't explain what the fucking slime was. No. No. That it, well, yes, they did. It's basically toxic waste. From what? From whatever alien, like it's, it's basically whatever aliens mass produce on their planets. Earth, or at least Machu Picchu, is the place where they go and bury their toxic waste like we bury our toxic waste in areas where no one lives. So they found out nothing. <laughs> so then right. why... What was the point of the munchies to begin with? They, I'm assuming they were, they were either some type of... Uh, and this is a complete assumption because they don't explain this. But they, this they're, they're either some type of guards of the, of the uh, toxic waste dump, like a dog it would be, uh-huh. or... They're just mere pests that happen to catch a ride with with the alien dump truck. What? In the shit? <laughs> they seem they seem like guards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I mean, if they get hurt, they they can multiply and and still protect the toxic yeah, waste. They turn to the statues, so it's like <laughs> almost like gods or something like with their statue. But there you go. Uh, I thought at the. Uh, I, like I, I told you at the time, uh, at the end of the movie, the one line that always sticks with me because whenever someone talks about, I took a, I took a trip to Machu Picchu or, you know, I was I was at Machu like a friend of ours went to Peru and he talked about Machu Picchu a lot. Right. So uh, every time someone mentions Machu Picchu around me, all I think is Machu Picchu toxic waste dump of the god. That's what uh, Simon Waterman says his next book is going to be called once he figures out that it's all 
the toxic waste dump. Damn it, I missed all of these loose ends being tied up. <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, so that's the one thing that I remember. So uh, I think it's a pretty good consensus that none of us would recommend this movie to anybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it almost it almost redeemed itself when they like fucking go and terrorize those chicks at the lake or whatever the fuck it is and they like they pull the top off the, the top one off the but one. you don't see I nothing I was like yes at least there's gonna be boobs in this but it's PG there weren't there weren't there were no boobs there were no the, boobs god <laughs> stupid movie it was the 80s so had it been in a PG-13 movie you might have seen a boob but it was PG. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, I think it depends on when in the 80s. Well, it, well Red, Red Dawn was the first PG-13 movie ever. In? 1984. Okay, so before 1984 then. I don't think you could see... I don't think they had a, a boob in a PG movie before then. When was Babysitter's Club? Not Babysitter's Club. Uh, 16 Candles? Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting would have been after that, after 1984. But is there a boob in Adventures in Babysitting? Yes. I don't believe you. I've seen that movie a lot of times. Yeah, it's on like a like a poster in she, like one of the garages. It's Maybe it's like an art. Is like an art? No. Uh, an art. Uh, you know, maybe... Because the whole the whole time it, that's Elizabeth Shue, like a character that's supposed to be a character that looks like the babysitter, but it actually is Elizabeth Shue in the picture. So I doubt she shows her boob. Yeah, but no, it was. So you're saying it another was play, it was another yeah. playmate or nude right. picture of someone? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Pretty sure. And plus, that's in a picture. Off in a corner somewhere. I don't think it counts. Don't give me that crap. I still saw it. <laughs> 1987 also for ba- Adventures in Babysitting. There you go. And Adventures in Babysitting is... So I've just been proven wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm, there's a boob in Adventures in Babysitting. Is, is, and it's also rated PG-13. So. Damn it. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, Fine. Unfortunately, we can't do Adventures of Babysitting because that's not a movie that like no one knows. But I think it's a pretty popular movie. It is a pretty popular movie. I mean, first appearance of Thor. First appearance of Thor. A very skinny Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> skinny and Jack. Yeah, very much so. Uh, which, which wasn't that after fucking Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. What in the yeah. fuck? Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. How did he go from Private Pile to that? Jesus Christ. Starving? <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Um, so, I have come across a couple movies that I want to... Actually, Fulminal Jacket is also 1987. Just a ton of good movies that year. <laughs> and this one. And this and one. And Munchies. <laughs> And bad ones. <laughs> it happens. Um, but there is a movie called Million Dollar Mystery that I want to I do. What? And then there's also one called Midnight Madness. 
Now, I remember watching Reef these. Madness? No, not Reefer Madness. Midnight Madness. Now, I remember watching both these movies as a kid and always getting the two confused because there's one character, there's one actor in in both movies. And he kind of, every movie he's in, he plays the same guy. He's this nerdy character. Awesome. So I always think the two movies are the same movie. But Shared universe. They are the They same probably character. could be. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, and recently, I have no idea what his name was, but recently I just went back and watched War Games, and he is also in War Games ah, as a computer a movie too. Uh, engineer. So I, when I reverse engineer it, looked up War Games INDV, found this guy, Went and found out the other two movies that he was in, and found out what those names of those movies are. So we have to we have to eventually do those ones. Man, we can't watch War Games or The Wizard. Uh, no, fuck, no, <laughs> <laughs> not The Wizard. Those are so good. Uh, They're not that well known. War Games is really well known. Wizard, I can give you that might not be well known, but that was a. Purely sponsored by Nintendo Movie, I'm pretty sure. See, I would say Mac it's the other way Coke. around. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that The Wizard is more known, more than, well known than, than War Games. War games no, sir. Hey, Matthew right, Broderick over Fred Savage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Matthew Broderick is more famous than Fred Savage. Yeah, but I mean, they had the Nintendo World Championship. And it also stars a young Jenny Lewis, who is now a recording artist who I love. Is she the girl True in the movie? Story. Yeah. Jenny Lewis? Who Jenny is she? Lewis. Who is she in the, as a recording artist? Um, I mean, I, I well, imagine name, she's still she, Jenny Lewis. Jenny but, Lewis. But does she have some she's hit like song in, that... Uh, well, she, she did have that, um, that song, um, Just One of the Guys... In the music video, she had like uh, Anne Hathaway, Christian Stewart, um, Brie Larson. I know all her. those names. Yeah, they were, <laughs> I don't all, know the song. Though. They're all in this music video, <laughs> but yeah, she's she's more like indie, like indie oh, rock. Interesting. She's in that uh, very Murray Christmas or whatever it was. Mm. If you happen Netflix. to watch it, I didn't watch that. She's in it. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Um. We only have one movie left on our actual list. It's, my, it? it's my stepmother's an alien. Sweet. Dan Aykroyd, Kim Basinger. Dan Aykroyd's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch any movie with him in it. You know, Probably. so why? I. I just I just got done watching Spies Like Us again today. This is an awesome movie. Nice. Um, but then after that, you know, these first nine movies were all picked by Chris and myself, so that means. Angela, you need to come up with a not-so-well-known VHS gem for us to watch. I need to do some research, because <laughs> I I, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen a lot of a lot of them. You, or if I did, I was too young to remember. Right. I mean, that is... <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of, You fall really close to the <laughs> later end of the, the, the spectrum that we're doing. Yeah. Um, rad. Would that be a movie? Is that well known enough for people? Then do you know what Rad is? What in the fuck? No. You don't know what I've Rad never is? Heard of this? Is this a? You're making up movies. I'm again. not making up movies. Stop Rad making up movies. Rad is a cult classic. It is. Uh, it is a movie about BMX bike racing. Nope. Yep. I'm well, someday we'll have to do that one then. Damn it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh. Cool. 
Um, other than that, I think everything has been said about munchies that needs to be said. Do you remember this movie? Did anybody else watch this movie as a kid and thought it was great? Have you gone back and rewatched it since growing up and becoming an adult and finding out it's a completely shit movie? We would like to hear from you. So please write into us. Uh, at Geekly Radio is our handle on Twitter. Geekly Radio Facebook is our Facebook page. And geeklyradio.com is our website where you can get a lot of our archived podcasts, including this one. Uh, this is number eight, I believe. So number nine will Sounds be right. number nine will be uh, our stepmother, my stepmother's an alien, and we won't have ten because we still couldn't find as as we can my mother's find a werewolf. It. It's true. You're right. As long as we can find it, which I think with being being a Dan Aykroyd movie, it's more likely we'll be able to yeah, find it somewhere. Um, but if you have suggestions on what movies we should watch, please send them in. Because <laughs> Angela looks like she's looking for a reprieve for <laughs> someone to help her out. Help me. <laughs> help a sister out. Uh, but you can always find me on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat. <laughs> Chris can be found on on Twitter as wizard www.yzerd. And Angela can be found on Twitter as. Um, flower Reef Tales, F L W R W R T A. Yeah, I mean, I even messed that up. <laughs> F L W R W R E A T H T A L E S. And I do like want to say that you know our uh, since the last episode, I believe that the Beth the Necromancer Twitter page has <laughs> yeah. been getting such a quite the following and and yes. doing yes. some of the greatest tweets. So you should <laughs> definitely go and follow that. Beth Necromancer. That's right, at Beth Necromancer. Um, because if you if you've ever watched and you thought your parents were weird, <laughs> you find out the most powerful being in the world goes by the name of Beth. That's right, <laughs> Beth the Necromancer. Uh, Amazing. Um, but other than that, you can also find Chris on Players vs Pixels, our another podcast here on the. Geekly Radio Network comes out on Mondays. Yes. Uh, if you like video games. So. <laughs> Who likes those? Well, I mean, I mean they're, apparently they're just... it's a multi billion dollar you know, industry, but. Eh, it's probably just a fad. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is just a fad. I'm more into movies than yeah. nerds. Why don't you just watch a movie? <laughs> Dark basements. <laughs> That's why they all have asthma, those dank basements with all their mold and stuff. <laughs> no. uh, but this has been VHS Gems on the Geekly Radio Network saying until next time, remember to always geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.